Hey Boilermakers, welcome to season four of the Success Express. I'm Jordan Ingram and I'm so glad you're listening in. In each episode, we discuss all the questions we have as students and job seekers. We're talking about online interviews, internships, virtual career fairs, and how to put your best foot forward during a global pandemic. We're not only tackling the hard questions, but are here to encourage you to make the most out of your college experience. Although our conversations will be happening over the phone this season, I promise it will not take away from all the amazing advice and personal experiences our guests will share. I am so excited for all that this season has in store, and I hope you guys are ready, because all aboard the Success Express. Today's guest is Rose Xu. Rose is a career consultant here at the CCO. As a career consultant, Rose works with students and alumni to strengthen their job search strategies and career development. Rose is on the show today because we'll be discussing the challenges international students may face when looking for internship opportunities and full-time positions in the U.S. As an international student liaison, Rose connects with Purdue international students and helps organize job search workshops that are specifically catered towards students who are from different countries. Even if you're not an international student yourself, this episode can help you gain a better understanding of the struggles international students may encounter when job searching and empower you to be an ally in supporting them. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Rose. So hi, Rose. Welcome to the show. Hi, Jordan. I am so excited to have you here today, and I'm so excited for the conversation we'll be having over international students and the struggles that they face. I don't think all of us fully understand that for certain groups, job searching and looking for internships can be really hard and maybe even more difficult than we realize. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad we're having this conversation. (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. So let's kind of just jump right in. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and kind of what you do here at the CCO? Sure. Yeah. So I joined Purdue CCO. I started to work here since 2014. And the majority of the time I spent at work is really working on like providing coaching and counseling to students. And I moved to this role of international student specialist as a career consultant since 2018. And my job in the office, I would say, like I mentioned, a lot of time is really working with students, either on a one-on-one capacity or through outreach, like presentations in classes or to student groups, talk about different career topics. And I also do some other uh, programming efforts and collaboration with campus partners working on how to work with international students. I'm also the liaison for college engineering in our office. So I also have some collaboration over the year. And there are also some other responsibility that's within my job, but also seems a little bit different from I just talked about. I also work with employers, mm-hmm. helping them to figure out how to recruit students, how to post a job, how to, you know, kind of navigating the system of like finding talents at Purdue. So I do a, a variety of things at a CCO, which I really like. And something I really enjoy working at a CCO is that because I come from a counseling background, they're working with students from all different kinds of backgrounds, like just majors, degrees, and mm-hmm. to really explore their life and career goals and be a supportive resource, you know, supportive coach, consultant, ally, cheerleader. I, I think I take on multiple roles and just to really see them making progress towards their goals. 
yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. It's amazing how many hats you wear within the CCO. So when it comes to international students, can you kind of walk us through what international students need to do in order to get on campus? Um, do they face any adversity? Do they have to fill out any certain paperwork? Because there's definitely some things that they experience and they have to, procedures they have to go through that people in state or in the United States don't have to go through. Right, yeah, that's a great question. So uh, I would say because international students come from a really a variety of backgrounds regarding you know which continent, which country they're coming from, but also they may come from different family backgrounds or family have different values towards, you know, what what is backed as, you know, personal and career success. I think it could be a different, even students coming from the same country, similar geographic area may have very different ideas. So but one common thing that all international students do face is about visa. And I think that translates to their job search experience about getting, you know, figuring out what their student visa allow them to do and not allow them to do, mm-hmm. and really working through that process of working with employers sometimes. That even includes a little bit, you know, student educating the employers about with their student visa, what are the benefits and rights they have when it comes to looking for career opportunities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's very cool. What is the biggest struggle you have seen from international students when they're looking for a job? Yeah, so I will say there are a lot of things I've been observing from working with students for the past many years, and I was an international student myself as well. So from the student perspective, you know, there are challenges with expectation, like we talked about earlier, is how to define success especially when they are in this cultural transition space, you know, they have their part of the identity from who they are coming from their home country and being in the United States, you know, being a student, international student, but also like I as a boilermaker. And, you know, some people say, hey, I've been staying in Indiana for a while. This I see this as my home in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And but still, there might be a little bit here and there, like homesickness. And also for students who don't have English as their first language, there might also be some like, language concerns, right? So, mm-hmm. but I would say the biggest struggle, I think students see those could be internal, but also there are some external, like environmental, I would say concerns or struggles students may face. It's pretty common, especially in the past couple of years, that international students will go to a career fair and the moment they let employer know sometimes you know some students are more tactic than the others they will first promote themselves and then wait till later to to review their international student status but it's it's very common once they share the fact that they are international student the employer will tell them, no, we don't hire international students. Where in reality, I mean, students who are, for example, a lot of students are on F1 student visa, they, are, they actually can work for the employer and the employer don't need to do anything extra for those students compared to what they need to do for domestic students. Mm-hmm. But international students constantly facing this, no, we don't hire international narrative. And I think it's really hard for me as a career counselor, career coach to see that students do internalize those narratives. 
from employers. They feel that there's no job opportunities for me. And you can imagine, you know, once there are a few students starting to get that response, it really is a ripple effect. The more and more students are thinking, you know, no, there's no job opportunity for me. Nobody even want to hire me for an internship. So I think that's one of the biggest hurdles that international students are facing externally is they feel that they are this one student or one student group that they don't really have, you know, opportunities open to them. Yeah. Yeah. I never realized that if a student has a student visa, the company itself doesn't have to do any more paperwork. I always thought that they had to submit something in order for the international student to stay. So, right? Yeah. So, and I would say, Jordan, what do you what do you thought? It's kind of like a common sense for a lot of people. You know, you figure, you know, if you hire an international student who will have some like kind of visa related needs, you will think there must be some work involved on the company side. And there is for different kind of recruitment. Like if a student is applying for like a post graduation position mm-hmm. and company will need to, you know, apply a work visa for the student. Okay. They need to do a lot of paperwork. However, it's not within every step. Like what I mentioned, like for internship, there isn't there isn't much at all that the company need to worry about at all like student will submit you know submit their uh we call it cpt for f1 students cpt application to an office here at purdue called international students and scholars right off the iss office and they will do that work so it's more on the student and the university is not really on the employer side but okay for internships uh, for full-time positions there will be a little bit more work for the employers in order for them to hire an international student Yes, and there are a lot of nuances there, like depends on, you know, what kind of hired employers are thinking. If they're just hiring for full time, you know, immediate, there, there's also nothing the employer need to worry about. They're thinking more about, you know, after one year or after three years, depends on student as a STEM or non-STEM student. Then it's the time that employer need to think about, okay, long-term employment, mm. right? So, but a lot of these, I, I think just that process of just thinking about it, you know, figuring out all the nuances, probably scared off some employers. Mm. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. And I also liked how you mentioned before that there's also struggles of homesickness because I guess a lot of students, when they're deciding to do an internship, won't be able to go see their families anymore. So for international students, that might be a lot harder because if someone lives in the States, you could easily go home for a couple of days before you go to your location, even if it's across the country. So I think that's another thing I never thought of before is the internal struggle and the cultural adjustments and having to maybe even juggle two different languages could all make job searching just a little bit harder for these people. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. So is there any other struggles um, or anything that we haven't really touched base on that is different for international students? I feel like this is a really just an educational podcast for myself and probably a lot of our listeners just to understand the behind the scenes that international students have to do just to even get on campus and then to stay in the States either for internships or full-time positions. Yeah, so I would say there are some, maybe some other struggles. It might not be that everybody faced the same situation, but uh, we talked about like language and we talked about kind of expectation. 
And I would say it's quite common for international students to feel that they cannot find the best way to to talk about their experiences and skills,、mm-hmm. right? Especially like I think this gets exacerbated when the student is not confident about their language ability if they don't have English as their first language. Or sometimes do speak English before they came to the states, but at the same time, you know, people use different slangs or use different phrases when they refer to certain things. There is also that learning process, but the stake, the the risk they take of learning that normally happens in their job seeking process. So I think that's one, and also another pretty major, I think, challenges for international students when it comes to career development, job seeking, is. Not having access to mentors or networks, if that makes sense. Because、mm-hmm. I, I think it's this, it's not that the master student has like you know endless resources, but normally I feel most students like who come from the states will at least you know have some peers or family members or you know high school teachers or someone they can talk to and to just talk more about careers. And these are more like you know existing relationships, and these people are familiar with the U.S. culture, and they have some like good advice and tips. And for international students, that's normally like a luxury you don't normally have because you talk to your parents, you might need to explain what's happening and get into like a cultural conflict conversation, which is not very unusual for our international students. Try to convince their family about why they're doing what they're doing and why this is important for their career development, and. Yeah, and that I think also leads to some, you know, peer pressure, self doubt about am I doing the right thing? Kind of that more of that identity or cultural development part.、Hmm. Yeah, those are some great points. Of sometimes people when they're going outside of their country, they there's only a few people who are following their career path, so it might be hard to find people to support their decisions and to give advice, which is something I never really thought of before. How can students best combat these hurdles of having peer pressure and self doubt and able to brand themselves? What's your advice for that? I would say for international students specifically, how to like combat those hurdles that we talked about. I will say there are a few things I think about. So first, probably would be seek support from professionals and also from friends. I know some international students tend to, at least on our campus, tend to hang out with other international students, you know, and that's just more of more of a comfort space. And I relate to that personally as well. You know, sometimes you step out of your comfort zone to meet and like, you know, to know people who are different from you. But sometimes you do want to retreat to that comfort space. But it's really seeking support from professionals who are. Here to help you, like the CCO and other campus offices, and also seek support from your friends when you run into, you know, things that you want. You just need someone to process with you and just to talk about it, you know. And a second for international student, I would say you got a lot of skill sets, you know, like coming to a different country, adjusting to a new culture, start from somewhere that you might not know anybody, and start to build your life there. So those are a lot of. Great skills you already have, so and you can tackle this job seeking task or like skills or whatever you call it as well. So it's really allocating time to work on it 
into practice. You know, if you spend more time on a resume, you are going to get a better resume. If you spend more time preparing for an interview, you are going to be more confident when you're talking to an employer. If you do more homework on company, you know, doing company research, you will be able to tell the employer why you like your company, and they will appreciate you for that. So I feel spending time on career development and job seeking, you know, tasks is worth it. And I will say the last thing probably goes with the second point I just made about allocate time to invest in career development, job seeking is go out and talk to people. You know, talk to employers at career fairs, even if they don't give you an interview. Attend information sessions to learn more about company and just see like how company present themselves. What are they so proud of themselves, right? And go to network events and seminars hosted by different departments. A lot of departments have. You know, host seminars, host speak guest speakers, and they love to see students there, and they are there to answer your questions. And you can even ask about their own career path and things like that. And also, the last one, I think, along those, you know, talk to employers, information session, seminars are. I would encourage students to reach out to alumni. You know, they can be domestic, they can be international, to learn more about their work experience and see how they can enlighten you about what you want in your career path. So those would be my kind of advice for international students to combat those hurdles. Yeah, I think you made some amazing points. I think a big one that I can see in like all the three or four pieces of advice you give was pretty much just finding cheerleaders, finding people to support you while you job search. You really don't have to do this by yourself. And so either if it's finding professors or friends or family members that can talk to you during this time, practicing either with yourself or with friends, networking with other people, um, and really just making allies, making people who can be another set of eyes on resumes or cover letters or to be another set of eyes on LinkedIn looking for jobs to help you out. Like I think you said, there, if you just do a lot of practice and you put a lot of effort into job searching, we can't promise that you're going to find a job. We both would probably agree more opportunities will be presented to you pretty much. Exactly. I really love the word that you say when you say ally. Yeah, I think that's exactly just of those ideas. You identify allies that can work with you in this journey. Awesome. So we've kind of mentioned some things that students can do on campus, like going to career fairs, attending information sessions, but are there any resources on campus that can help international students besides going to these events? Yes, yeah. So definitely the first thing I want to mention is like us, the CCO, right? Because we do have some resources for our international students. And I will say as one office, apparently we cannot cover everything, but we have some pretty useful resources on our uh, international student resource page on our website with future resources regarding international job opportunities if students are thinking about returning to their home country. We also have link to external resources about domestic companies who hire the most international employees and some other useful resources along those lines. I also uh, would be working with the Office of International Student Scholars, ISS, to create some educational content to support our international students' career development job seeking. And we are thinking about starting to release some of those episodes on YouTube soon. 
and we're also working on potentially. <laughs> this is more kind of our like blueprint. It's working on some educational content to help companies, to help employers, to get to know you know what it takes to hire international students and why should you hire international students. I'm also piloting. I will pilot a weekly international student career hour this semester. And our vision is to keep it as open session for international students to discuss career related topics. And ideally, to find some job search and career development buddies that they can support each other, so that way we're building this like supportive network. But it's only a pilot, so we don't really know how it will go. Yeah. Yeah, I think all of those are great resources, and I really love that you're providing resources for students in multiple different ways. Either if they want to physically attend something and meet you and meet other people, or if they want to just do their own research by exploring the international student page on the CCO. And then I also love that you're also educating employers. I feel like in order for international students to have an easier time when job searching, it will take both the students and the recruiters to kind of learn more about how they could work together, really, in order to have students have jobs and to have experiences in the U.S. and for recruiters and companies to bring on more diversity and to hire more international students. So, exactly, yeah. I love that. So there's one more question I would like to ask you, Rose, that we ask all of our guests here on the Success Express, which is just, can you mention a time that you failed either in your undergraduate or after school, and how did you overcome this, and how did you really grow from the experience? Yes, I want to share experience uh, when I was an undergraduate student. There was this class I was taking as a uh, we have a group project where we need to create a video, including starting from creating the concept, kind of uh, designing the different scenes and like filming it, editing it. So we thought it was okay. We actually liked it a lot. However, we got a pretty low score. I think either it's a C minus or D plus. Mm-hmm. And like for all of us who were in that group, we're really like upset about the score that we get because we did put some like you know some good time and effort into that project. And we ended up approached the professor and asked her if she would, you know, reconsider it and watch that video again and give us some constructive feedback. And after she watched it again, she I don't know, she was just trying to be nice or something. She was like, oh, it was better than I thought, you know, after watching it again, I think there are some merits. But like, she thought it was not a good idea for her to change our score. Mm. So it kind of felt really just discouraged because I think like a lot of students may relate to this is like when you're an undergrad student I think GPA is it's really important mm-hmm. right and getting a C minus D plus is just not good enough mm-hmm. especially because a few of us were thinking about applying for graduate school and you were like no I don't want that class you know drag down my GPA exactly. a lot so it's funny that we ended up like advocate for ourselves instead of say hey could you give us a, like, a higher score which was not possible. We asked if we could get like more of like an incomplete and then redo the project and that was okay with the professor. Mm-hmm. So eventually we, you know, in this process we get like a clearer communication with her. Like start from the beginning. When we start to like write our plots and design the different scenes, we reach out to her, say, Hey, this is what we want to do, what do you think of it? Any feedback? And so we've been getting kind of more of a mentored experience throughout this and also because we were really proactive and persistent. Mm-hmm. And eventually that class we all 
I think for that project, we got B plus, which was a huge improvement yeah. <laughs> from that C minus D B plus. In addition to that, because I was the main person who kept trying kind of nagging the professor, asking her about, you know, could you give us other opportunities? We really want to improve on this. So I ended up when I was applying for graduate school, she agreed to be my reference. Mm-hmm. So she actually wrote me a pretty good reference letter to help me to get into graduate school. So that's one thing that I want to share with everybody about, you know, kind of how to turn that failure into more of a, like a learning moment and get something more out of it. And reflecting back, it's really, I think something that I'm still carry on with me till today is when I take on a bigger project, I like to check with my supervisor or my client ongoingly and see hey is this what you want and would you have any feedback and that's really like I think a really major takeaway for me from that experience. Yeah I think that's a great example especially showing you exploring skills and problem solving in your undergraduate which will then prepare you for your professional career. I think we always have to take a step back from projects and realize what we're really learning about soft skills wise of learning how to advocate for yourself and communicating and problem solving really on the spot. Um, And it's really cool that you can now connect that with your job now and using those same skills that you used in your undergraduate experience in order to be successful in your career, which I think is just so cool. Thank you, yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much again, Rose, for coming on the show. I think we learned so much from your advice and from the things you have experienced and observed from international students, either at Purdue or through your own personal experience. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me, Jordan. Yeah. Hey, would you be willing to do us a favor? If you enjoyed today's show, can you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts? I promise it will only take a quick second, and your review will help iTunes recommend our show to other listeners. Again, I cannot say enough how grateful we are for your support. I would also like to invite you to follow us on social media. Give us a follow at Purdue CCO on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter to stay up to date on all upcoming workshops, events, and career fairs. As always, feel free to set up an appointment online to meet with one of our consultants to discuss your resume and interviewing skills. You could also meet with one of our career counselors to discuss a career plan, to discuss your major, and so much more. Visit our website at cco.purdue.edu for more information. That's all we have for today. I'm Jordan Ingram, and thank you for tuning in to the Success Express.